Hey, what's up, baby? It's Jordan, host of Lemon Pepper and Sasson Comedy presents The Zest, The Seasoning Sessions. Let's get ready to put some flavor on podcasting, y'all. Baby, baby. You already know what it is. So gather all of your friends. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. Okay. It's LPS with a mess. We got the mess, y'all. It's LPS with, with a zest. <laughs> and that's on period. All right, everybody. And thank you so much for checking in with another episode of LPS Presents The Zest, The Seasoning Sessions. It's your boy, Dede. And I am back with my good friend and colleague, Ted Cornista. Super excited to jump into this conversation with you today about whatever's on your heart, honestly, but tons of things, you know, in regards, specifically in regards to what's happening with the Asian American community. As Ted stated in the interview, he is a Filipino descent. Super excited to dive in. Um, So, Ted, I wanted to start with a quote that I really like to hold dear to my heart from Mark Twain. He says, travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry and narrow-mindedness, and many of our people need it sorely on these accounts. Broad, wholesome, charitable views of men and things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one little corner of the earth all one's lifetime. And I really think that this quote holds true in so many contexts, but specifically what's going on right now, I find that people in general, we hold so, we harbor so many outdated and stereotypical views of minority groups. And sometimes it's easy to forget when you don't live in large metropolitan areas, or even when you do live in those areas, those areas are often segregated as well. You're not really interacting with people with different beliefs politically, different beliefs spiritually, different racial groups, et cetera. So you don't actually get to know the nuance within a community, you simply know what's promulgated on television often as this is the Asian, this is the black, this is this. Is that something that you would say you've experienced a lot of? Um, Because I know you mentioned that you often would start your stand-up sets pretending to be another Asian ethnic group only to then reveal that that was inaccurate. And I think that's such a clever way to teach the audience something while making them laugh. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, uh, this. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because I think the two things that when, when it brought up, when race is brought up, that nobody ever wants to talk about is perception and stereotypes, and like how people are viewed as a whole, and versus how like they really are. Because it's, it's not the first thought that makes you a racist. It's the second, third, fourth, fourth thought that comes in your head when you see someone of color that you don't recognize. It's like, that's the thoughts that make you racist. Because the first one is like, oh, yeah, I have a black nephew. You know, it's like, I don't know how many times I've, I've walked in like a store. Like, you know, well, I, I married a Philippine. You know, like, that's cool, bro. I didn't ask you to. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, I don't know. It's just like. Can you go deeper with that, though? I, it's an interesting concept saying, you know, it's not that first implicit thought. Because I do agree that sometimes certain biases can be a protection mechanism. I don't want that to be used as a broad stroke, but you know, if it's three o'clock in the morning and you're walking, you see some large man of any ethnic group and you're a woman, you know, coming at you quickly on the sidewalk, it can be a protection mechanism to think like, oh, let me be alert. Let me be mindful of my surroundings. That makes sense. If it's dark and any large man is 
you know, running at you. I think everybody is like safe yeah. to say, okay, wait a minute. That's the perception that no one wants to talk about. It's like, so that's that first step with what yeah, you were talking about. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's that's, that's the whole situation is different. It's like race has nothing to do with it. That's a big ass dude and you're a little woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? That race has nothing to do with it. You, you yeah. scare for your life. Shoot, I'm skinny little yeah. dude and I'm still going to be <laughs> So I, I'm curious though, what's that second and third and fourth thought that you were speaking of? Because I would love to hear some examples of that. Well, I, I really... I, it's, it's hard for me to explain because it's like um, I really just try to do my due diligence to just judge people for what they give me, not from what I think or what anybody else says about that person or what, you know, what, what skin color they, but like, like, let's say, oh yeah, you're Filipino, blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, and then it's like, I don't know where you'll ask, like, they'll ask you like, like absurd questions, like, uh, like that, that are, or is this about your culture and shit? I guess it's just trying to start a conversation. Or maybe I'm mm-hmm. sensitive to it, but it's like we can talk about other stuff. So it's like, what's your favorite type of yeah, like, Olympia type? So do something silly like that. Yeah, and it's like I, I, I identify as an American first before anything. I'm a, I'm a fucking United States veteran. You know, it's like I, I, everything I know is American. When I went to the Philippines, they called me American. And mm. when, I, when I'm here, they call me Filipino. And this is home. You know, it's like this is where I live. This I I don't I don't I don't live like they do. You know, I don't know the struggles daily because that's that's they Filipinos in the Philippines have a struggle that I cannot. I don't want to speak for. It's like oh, that's a really hard life. Like we have to walk somewhere to get water. It's like that's oh my gosh. It's like that's real problems in my mind. It's like I don't have that shit. My problems are like my internet's down, or it's like <laughs> I can't find my phone. You know, it's like those are my problems. You know, it's like. Can we dive into that a little bit more? Because I think you touched on something that is really interesting, which is oftentimes, you know, because of the 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 conditioners that we we use, the things like, oh, I'm African-American, Asian-American, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It often puts us in a predicament where we can't like. That's that's like another they don't thing. see the Americanness first, and I think America generally struggles to have a unifying identity, mm-hmm. and therefore, because that unifying identity isn't present amongst all the ethnic groups, we tend to associate Americans with Euro Americans. Yeah, yeah. Um, and while we're all technically immigrants and coming people coming from other cultures, I think until we actually get to the place where I know people joked Raven Simone for saying, I'm an American, I'm an American. I actually think in a way she was kind of ahead of her time by saying that simply because until we start seeing each other as mm-hmm. all equally having rights to this country to say what we could to critique it, to love it, et cetera, it's going to be very challenging to stop the, the, the pra- pattern of the other. Oh, that's because like you said, you don't even relate to people from your home country because at this point, this is my you, home country. This is your home. I exactly. have more in common with you than I have in common with the Filipino from the Philippines. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Especially, it's like, but it's like, but when we're here, we refuse to see that shit. And it's like, it's funny because when you join the military, they strip all that shit away, and that's all you fucking see. And it's like, really, one of the best, like, well, back then when they're like allowed to break you down mentally, <laughs> it's like, no. but but it's like. It's, it's, it's like you, you get, like my best friends in the military was this, this dude, this light skinned black dude from the South side of Chicago, this mm-hmm. redneck guy. And it's like, we did fucking everything together. Everything. Cause it's like, we, it's like the, the things that make us like, we had, a we all came from big families and we all like related to that shit. And it's like, it wasn't like cultural, cultural things. Like you would think that would drive people together. It was like, 
we have a big family. We miss our family. We're from like, we have the same values we're about the same age. And that's what held us together more than the race in boot camp. Cause it, and it's yeah. like, it's like, when you see that and it's like, and joining the, I, I went all over the world and it's, and I've noticed that every family, no matter where that family's from is the same. There's an mm. asshole. There's like, there's like, there's no one is that different. No one is that. It's like, and it's like growing up the same way. It's like we had a crazy old grandpa in my house, crazy old grandpa, in my friend's best friend's house. And he used to tell us crazy ass advice. <laughs> I was just like, it's just how, what people refuse. It makes me sad because no one wants to see themselves and other people. They just want to see what's different. Yeah. And it's, no we have so much more in common than we do different, but the problem is now that how the world, how things are often portrayed, the differences can often be used as a way to be divisive. And of course, there are hard lines. There are things that we should never tolerate. But like even in ca- the case of you know the the discrimination against the Asian community, I'm yeah. not Asian, but I think it was Martin Luther King that says you know injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere. So it shouldn't. I shouldn't have to be a part of something or directly impacted by something to care when it comes to humanitarian values, because at the end of the day, you are my fellow American Mm -hmm. and every American, regardless of their background, their immigration status, et cetera, should be treated with a baseline of respect, humanity and be heard. While also the things that do make us different can be celebrated. It's not an either or it's not mutually exclusive. You know, you have a rich history while yes, you come from Filipino background. I think, Asian community is a little bit more unique and nuanced in terms of that compared to say the African-American community, because of the fact that for many African-Americans, our actual direct lineage and history is a race. So we can't necessarily celebrate because Africans that immigrate here, if you're American, black Americans that go to Africa, have a set. I've often heard a similar thing. They're very accepting of us over there, but they're Africans tend to have a lot of cultural pride yeah, and they have a sense yeah. of fulfillment because they know exactly their roots mm-hmm. and they, they're proud of that. And I think that's beautiful. So I think, you know, being an Asian American where you're able to maybe draw a direct lineage, like, oh, my family's from, family is from the Philippines and this is what our history was up until this point, how we migrated. You can celebrate that while also saying, but I'm also American. I take part in the yeah. American story. I think that's a beautiful That's the problem thing. with like America like it's just the lack of solidarity and the fact that you say african-american yeah it's like you say like uh africans don't know where they african-americans don't know where they come from like i say they come from here that they're, mm. they're that african-american history is very much american history and for it to be relegated to a month you know in school time it's like that it's kind of bullshit to me when, yeah. like when, you, when you speak of the revolutionary war you should speak of the like the black troops that were that were trained and like and fought for the revolutionary war and how they were also mistreated mm-hmm. and it's like and at the same time it's like how free everybody was after the revolution that like a, a free black slave is more free than a white man here it's like it's kind of saying because like all the restrictions and all the laws on us now it's like we're not a, you can't even like rip the mattress off the, the tag off your mattress without like you read a tag it's like why is this a federal offense So, so I think that the conversation of freedoms, et cetera, I think is actually a very interesting, but more of a long form conversation broader than the scope of today's conversation. But I, I, cause, but I, I do think it's important to recognize the integratedness of history, but unfortunately it is often through the lens of the oppressors or the, and the victors that we, that we view history. So now I think what we see is there's a lot of pushback now that alternate narratives 
but the thing of the is- minority groups are now being exposed. So I think that's interesting, not just in our ex- in, in the black experience, but also in the Asian experience, et cetera, because we have a, a long history with Asian Americans in yeah. concentration camps, et cetera. And besides that, what's going on right now, this violence towards Asian Americans due to the pandemic, this is not new. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the funniest part to me. I mean, it's like if you, the bubonic plague, Asians were blamed for the bubonic plague. Chinese, Chinatown was set on fire multiple times. Multiple people killed. Nobody was tried. And it's happening again. And people are like, oh, this is like, no, bro. This has been happening. America refuses to teach us this history. So we are doomed to repeat it. And just like, once this blows over with the Asian community, like, I'm pretty sure, I hope, I hope to be wrong, but out of nowhere, people are going to be beating up Latino people for the border crisis. And then out of nowhere after that, uh, they're going to beat up uh, Islam people, like people from Islam, because it's a cycle that we refuse to teach and we refuse to think, like, we don't ever sit down like, hey, this is wrong. This has been done before and it's been wrong. And, and But no, they just let it happen and it blows over. We let it fester and there's like, we, it's the equivalent of getting a bad scab. And not putting and just putting a band-aid over it and then it just gets infected. Yeah. It just gets and that wound is infected, and later on it's gonna come back. And it's, it's America is just I believe America is just doomed to repeat all of its sins over and over again and divide its own people just because it's easier to. And it causes a lot of money to be made and a lot of power can be maintained in that way. But I think what you said that really stuck out to me was the ability for us to acknowledge. I said, it's not an either or. We can acknowledge the great things that we've done as a country, but we also have to be willing to take on and acknowledge the faults that we have. It's like when you, oh. when you, when you acquire a business, you inherit both their assets and their liabilities. And we have to atone for things that we, we have done wrong. And we have to make sure that we also highlight the things we've done right, because those things should also be repeated, just like we should make sure we don't repeat mm-hmm. the things that were bad. And I think that right now we're at a place, we're right at the precipice of being able to reimagine what America could be. I've often said, I don't think that America lacks the technical expertise. We lack the vision to create a more harmonious society. While we are not necessarily, we're not a country that's united as, you know, under any theology. We're not a country united ethnically, but we can be a country united under a vision of what it means to be an American and what it means to love and to care for each other, to actually thrive and not just to tout that we're the quote unquote richest nation of the world, but to actually have that represented from the top to the bottom quartiles of the income levels here in the country. And I think that Asian Americans, just like the black Americans, you guys are not just a month delegated to a month. You guys have a rich history here as well, even preceding a lot of the, you know, the the colony people that came, like we look at the history of the Native Americans where some of them originated, et cetera. There's a, and then when it was the Asian bridge that would, you know, the bridge that over in Alaska and how a lot of people of Asian descent were able to migrate, et cetera. There's just so much history that oftentimes, unless you go study it in college or you go do your own research, you really lose out on. And that's really unfortunate. And I think that it's so important now representation has to be more than just someone that looks like me. It has to be a lens with which we see things to realize that, hey, because if uh, if it's just going to be an Asian person or a Black person who gets up there but continues all the hateful or bad ideology of the people that came before to oppress said people, it's almost null and void. <laughs> there's a lot Cosmetic people, change. There's a lot of people of color that are disguised as civil rights activists that don't want the patient to get better. 
Exactly. And then it's like, because if they do, then they'll lose their job. I think Booker T. Washington said that. He said it much better, much more eloquently, but like, it's, I, it's the truth that still holds today. A lot of people that like, they want it. It's like, it's like, I, it's hard to have a conversation about race without somebody blaming another race. And it's mm. because like, I'm not trying to t- blame nobody. I'm just trying to get, just trying to get a sit down conversation of like, this is happening. And what can we do as a people individually to stop it? And it's like, the only things that I can think of to do is to, to look at our own stereotypes and our own, and our own uh, perception of things and how we view the world and legitimately try to change ourselves. Cause if we can't, everyone got something to say, but nobody's listening. Ooh, I like that. Because when this is not the pain Olympics, we don't have to. The Holocaust is not any worse or better than the slave trade. Like all of this is atrocious and it's abhorrent part of our history. And so we have to start realizing that, hey, just like it happened to you before, it can happen to you again. So make sure it happens to no one anywhere. It will happen again. Yeah. Just like what's happening now. Just like what's happening now. And it's like, this has happened before. Historically, this has always happened. I remember in boot camp, People jokingly called me a uh, bird flu. It's like, and thinking about it now, it's, it's, it's like if my family didn't temper me to to, to deal with bullies, then I would mm-hmm. I would kind of I would probably be breaking down. Like, because I, I I swear that people on Twitter like they get called a name and they freak out. And yeah. Like, Yo, what's your pro-? like? Haven't you? Weren't you? It's like weren't you a person of color since birth? Your parents didn't prepare you for this shit. It's like there's people that are ugly out there and that will. They'll judge you for for just you being you, and you just have to learn to just keep those like learn how to deal with those people, but not learn how to like they're not they're not going to affect you the way you live. It's like yeah. don't it's let like, them steal your joy. I'm but I do think it's important. An asshole, like an asshole white person, like make make me feel like I have to hate all white people. I you know what yeah. I mean it's like so my my best friends are white, my best friends are black, and like at the same time individual black and white people have done fucked up things personally to me, but I'm not going to let that change my perception of how I am going to love my brother. It's like my, my enemy makes me think my brother is my enemy. Mm. My, my true enemy makes me think my, makes me hate my own brother. And and it's like, don't, I agree. Don't let in your quest for equality. Don't then take on the characteristics of the oppressor or the people that you're fighting against. That's so important. You can't find ignorance with ignorance. Exactly. And I think that nuance is so necessary because I said, that's why I say like fighting against police brutality is not fighting against police. The occupation There's a difference saying that black lives matter does not mean that they're the only black only does not say that only black lives matter or that white lives don't. It's simply saying a statement of fact, that due to a, a pattern of habit that these black, we need to remind people that our bodies and our well, our well-being is in, is valuable. Just like stopping Asian hate doesn't mean don't hate, stop hating hate on, on gay people or black people yeah, or white I, people. It's simply saying right in this moment, we need you to acknowledge that there's an influx of hate in this community mm-hmm. that needs to be addressed and, and fixed immediately. So like, like what, what, I mean, what can anybody really do about the situation? What can an Asian person do to make, other people think of them as American. At the same time, with that same breath, what what can a a, a black guy do to make make sure that they're seen equally as a white person? Or what can a woman do to make sure she's equally? It's like how are these? How are we going to fight these battles if we don't like look inside and actually listen to each other in ourselves and see what's going on in our own head? Because with, with, without like that self check shit, none of this shit's going to get better. 
Yeah, I I absolutely agree. This is honestly something, Ted, that we could go for a whole nother hour about. We might have to do a part two, but I just want to thank you for coming out here and just sharing your voice. Because like you said, the Asian community is not a monolith. You don't speak for everyone, but you're speaking your truth. And I appreciate that. So as you all know- For my family, because when Corona first started, they they blamed me. They're like, look at that. He's Chinese. It's his fault. Oh, God. Like, y'all, see, they tempered me to deal with this bully is how to deal with bullies my whole life. So I'm not like. Yeah, but I do want to make sure before we wrap up that we do get to our great session, the zesty question of the day. So actually for you, I want to know between these two comedians, which is your favorite and why? So your options are Dave Chappelle and Cat Williams. Oh my God, Dave Chappelle, because he's fearless. He will talk about anything that's going on. Like he, it's like, it's funny. It's like when the whole like BLM started, everybody was like, where's Dave Chappelle? Where's Dave Chappelle? It's like, did you ever listen to his stand up? He's been there. He's mm-hmm. been saying this shit when it was unpopular. And it's like, he's, and it's like, he's not afraid to stand up for himself. And it's like, and, and he'll, he'll joke about things that are like not, you shouldn't be joking about, but he will walk that line. And 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 get you with him, and yeah. I, I just respect him so much as a stand up comedian and as a sketch artist. He just like, holy shit! His 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 uh his first episode of Chappelle Show that the 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 blind the blind fucking Klansman. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! It's like it's just genius. It's like how do you even think about shit like that? And it's like, and he he made it to where it's like he's talking about something very 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 serious, and it's like. And how he can see how ridiculous it is to hate somebody based off color. But also it's like he shows people like how easy it is to be influenced to hate. You know, it's like just so many different things like he can just tell with a joke. And that's like he's one of my inspirations. Him, George Carlin, uh, Bill Cosby were like my inspirations to do comedy. Because it's like they just told you things that you don't want to hear. But he's making you laugh at it. And he's making you acknowledge shit that... You will never acknowledge in a conversation with anybody, but when he's on stage, you're acknowledging everything he's talking about and you're laughing. Comedic activism for sure. Yeah. It's like, and that's, I can say that's probably, he's one of the reasons why I want to do comedy and I'm going to do comedy just because the message that he's putting out and it's, it's his message and you have to, it's a true art form. It's It's an art and it's, He's the master of it. He's studied the shit his whole life. He went to that school in DC and he does all of the comedic tropes from like ancient Greek, Roman. It's like, he's a genius. I love it. Well, I think that was the perfect answer. And I do agree with you. I love uh, his, his activism through comedy. Well, before we go, we're going to wrap up here. I do want to give you a chance, let the people know where can they follow you? Where can they find your information at? Um, I have uh, actually a YouTube channel. I'm going to start working on So. Ted Van Dam. I don't know if it's like just Google that and says my first stand up set. I'm going to do, I'm going to start breaking stuff down, do maybe little videos and uh, anything that LPS or Earprov does. Uh, Push Comedy Kit Theater is coming back up. So check them out. Um, yeah. And just, I'll be on. Do you have an Instagram? I do, but it's, it's, it's kind of like family stuff. You want to see my. Oh, family? okay. Gotcha. <laughs> it's probably, this, I think it's the same thing, Ted Van Dam. Okay. Well, Ted, yeah. everybody, make sure you follow Ted Van Dam. New YouTube channel coming up soon. Ted, it has been a pleasure to chat with you. Always a pleasure. Super proud of you. Absolutely. And you guys will see you next week. Appreciate you, man.